DJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Jazz Content Day, a.k.a. Media Day, continues, starting with camp invitees and two-way guys. So We've had Derek Alston Jr. and Justin James. We've not heard from the, uh, the stars as of yet. No. First question I have for Jordan Clarkson is you go to a lot of jazz games this year. Yeah, pretty much all of them. We go how many? Yeah, a lot. Total deadpan. <laughs> His delivery was so perfect. That's what that. made the thing. The gal's a news gal. How's she supposed to know she's not from here? I don't have any problem with her. It was Clarkson going, yeah, a lot. That was hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. <laughs> and Joe Ingalls tweeting that at him with multiple laughing, crying well, emojis. It was funny as all get out. It was. But if we've learned anything, Jordan Clarkson can be funny. He was asked Joe- a question, he gave an answer. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Question of the morning, Utah BYU be bad teams. Boise State rolls over Utah State. What are your thoughts? Scotty says Utah has real problems and they go beyond turnovers. Real problems, not fake problems. Real problems. He does not list what the problems are. I think the defense looked better, but you got to put a big old asterisk by that because I'm not sure they would have looked better if Max Borgie had stayed in the game. Six carries for 42 yards, seven yards a pop. That could have been a problem over the course of a game if he'd been healthy. I was trending, yeah. But he went out, and they did not run the ball well after that. So the defense ends up looking pretty good, only giving up 13 points. Yeah, and a backup quarterback. But a backup quarterback and no Borgie. So, I mean, you held him to 13, that's good. But what would have happened if Borgie had stayed in? Passing game, <clears throat> maybe he lists that as a problem. They threw for 137 yards, 13 of 23. Well, sure, you can list that just about any game, any year. The passing game. The throw game. It rarely is good. Once they got the pleasure of the running game got going. Yeah, that's why the passing game doesn't need to be good. It just needs to be effective. It's never going... Oh, Kyle's used the word efficient. Never. You can't say never because you get behind yeah. in a game yeah. and you're going to need to make but plays. But it, it, it's not the strength of their team. Right. But if the defense and the running game are on, it has to be, and Kyle goes to... The efficiency stats all the time. That's what Fine. he wants out of it. I want it to be effective, and whatever effective looks like has a legitimate threat. I mean, these guys, Enos caught a pass, celebrated, sure. I mean, you don't know. You may go another three weeks without catching a <laughs> ball. So you ought to celebrate. It's just not the strength of their program. Hasn't been. Doesn't look like it's going to be this year. Gabe says a win is a win. Can't overlook anyone in college football. You can get beaten on any given week. Minnesota learned that the hard way as a 30-point favorite. Never throw back a college football win. There aren't that many games. You name the sport. Why would you throw back a win? That didn't make any sense. Scott says a win is a win, but none of the teams looked all that great. Underwhelmed after a day of watching college football. Well, the locals, yeah, I don't, I don't think they did. David says Utah State was exposed for who they are. Who are they? Utah looked awful. Only reason they won is Washington State is way worse. 
They can't tackle, they can't pass, they can't block, they barely can run. Lots of work to do. BYU's in trouble on defense with all of the injuries. Somewhat on offense, but they're deeper there. USF isn't that good. No. They took care of business in the manner that Utah, they look better. Uh, I think they have better offensive players than Utah does. Certainly they throw the ball better. But the first half looked good all the way around. They run the ball better, too. 28-6 at halftime. They looked good all the way around. And I'm sure there was a little bit of letting up. I mean, it's 21 nothing after three possessions. Yeah. Sometimes it just comes too easy. And so you have natural forms of Is that when you tweet? Was it 21 nothing when you tweeted out that's uh, this is a typical P5 versus G5 game? Just trying to have fun. Yeah. I'm not. Twitter to me is nothing but a couple of one liners here and there. So. And BYU is a P5 now. Not yet. Yes, no, they are. Oh, really? This is it, huh? They're taken. Now, I would use the example, when Honey said yes, mm-hmm. if she started dating, you would have been ticked. Wait hey. a second. You're taken. Hey. You were engaged. Engaged is means you're, there's a commitment there. BYU has a commitment. They're in. It's a long-term courtship, which ironically is the exact opposite that happens with most BYU students. It's a whammer and a bammer, and you get married six weeks later. Am I right? <laughs> Yuck, could you get a better <laughs> poker face? Poker face. Here's the problem. I'm going to get a text from a buddy of mine who is going to say PK is dead on with that because this guy literally did get engaged within three weeks. Yeah. Best friends from high school. Right, and then six weeks later, there you are. You book the reception center or the cultural hall, and away you go. If it's good weather, maybe somebody's backyard. You sure we can't have you talk to two of my very good friends? Uh, I've been around. I know you people. <laughs> some, of, some of my best friends are you people. I've come to have great affection for you people. 28 years of asking yeah. your wife, what time do we need to be there? How long do we have to stay? So that's the way it is. But they're going to have a long courtship. <laughs> Ironically enough. Too long. I wish it was next season. I don't want to wait. I want to get this thing going. Get I want conference games for co- for the Cougars. Because that's the fun. I, conference games are just fun. I mean, even Utah did not play well. But they won the game. They're 1-0. and zero. That's really ultimately all that matters. I mean, I, yes, they're going to have to get better. But I don't think they're going to have to get substantially better. Because... The level of competition that they're playing is not substantially better. Week one, the North had a shocker. And we were like, wow, the North isn't very good. Now you sit here a few weeks later, like, "Mm, South isn't very good either. Oregon looks like they're good. After that, it's an open question. But somebody has to win, and someone's going to have a decent record. So why not be you? It can be you. Might as well be you as somebody else. Yeah. Right now, the Bruins look like the top dog just based on they have the two best wins in the South, LSU and Stanford. There it is. Right. No one really, unless I'm missing somebody, no one in the South has any good wins outside of those two. Yeah, what is the third best win in the South? (laughs) It gets a little bleak. 
I would say Jackson Dart looking as impressive as he did against Washington State, but now he's out. He's hurt and he's yeah. out. Yeah. So, right. And there, you got two teams. I firmly believe coaches won't be there. The staffs won't be there. SC and ASU. Not really going out on a limb there. I think we're all with you. Yeah. And you can't fire Fisher Durrell. They're just barely getting started. Yeah. That would be an absolute travesty to let those guys go. Uh, And Kyle's not going anywhere. So there's no reason why they don't go... 4-1 Four and one in the South. I think the cliche we're looking for is it's wide open. I mean, just their South record, which isn't the exclusivity of determining the first place winner in the South. But as I look at this, there is absolutely no reason the Utes are not four and one in the South. Tell me who strikes fear in you. <laughs> if even if I give you the Bruins, fine. And they're, I still have the Fresno game in my mind. I, if they had won that game, we would say for sure they'd be the prohibitive favorite. But they didn't, so there's some vulnerability there. But they now bounced back and went to Stanford and won. That's a very nice win. Uh, particularly, you, you win a conference road game. Uh, you talk about don't, don't giving back wins in college football. Well, certainly not a road win by any stretch. Nope. Not that Stanford is the lion's den, or however you want to phrase it, but they got the they got the thing done. And speaking of efficient and effective, DTR was, although he went out late with an injury. I'm not sure how that goes into next week, and I, th- I think we'll have a little bit more of a, a flavor uh, feel this time next week because right now you see Los Angeles and the Devils looks like the biggest intra division game that. Uh, in the South, anyway, because I, I've been saying all along, Arizona and Colorado. I think whoever wins that game very well could be their only conference win, with the other team not winning a singular game. Do they both get to play Washington State? Because that would be their next best shot right now. I cannot tell you off yeah. the top of my head. So, this thing is right there for Utah. They, they should be. They should have a lot of confidence. They got to get better. There's no question about that obviously i believe that they will they gotta i, I was gonna say they gotta get past this tragedy but i don't know how you get past it they just got to deal with it uh, and they gotta i assume there'll be some f- service this week and they'll we'll have the ty jordan thing all over again i mean this is crazy twice in nine months yeah almost yeah. to the day it's just outrageous yeah i mean you know, death is something that is not pleasant, but when a young person dies, it, especially in this is my two-bit psychology, especially if you're a young person, so one of your peers dies. I was a kid. My best friend died at the, when I was 11 years old, and it's like your first any form of grappling with death. There was an electrocution. He was on my baseball team and blah, blah, blah. His name was Mark. His uh, older brother uh, later died at uh, 9-11. Yeah, that's a side side note because we were living back there, obviously, in the area. Uh, So, I mean, just dealing with that at age 11, and then we had somebody in high school who was in a car crash. And just when you're younger... 
trying to get your hands around that. It's difficult at any age, most likely, uh, but even younger. So I don't know how that's going to affect the team. I'm not even going to try to analyze it because it's so far out of my league. Brutal news to wake up to and and see that. And I guess talking to Samson Nakua, uh, some of the guys having an idea before they went to sleep. Oh yeah, things uh, yeah things things get around so quick now these days yeah. with uh, all forms of communication. People texting all the players are in each other's phones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The group text or whatever goes out and. And uh, actually, uh, the confirmation came on social media long before the, the school issued any official statement. But there were so many players on social media, you knew they, they right. knew. Right. They knew what was going on. All right, DJ and PK, we're going to take a break. Yak is monitoring Jazz Media Day. But Elijah, the bigger names are getting the later times. Elijah Hughes just left the podium, so we'll keep you updated. How about the building? Uh, I don't think he's left a building yet. Because that sounds cooler. I think there's a lot of stations to rotate through. There's it's hashtag of, content day, so there's a lot right. to do. Well, they do the, the media thing that's the traditional thing, but they got all the photos, all the GIFs you're going to see created and all say, that. Go, go make your GIFs over yeah, there. Yeah, all that's happening today. Now, he says GIFs, and you said GIFs. Yeah, I think it's uh, tomato, what is it? tomato, tomato, whatever you like. The original creator says he intended it to be pronounced like the peanut butter, but does not mind either way. <laughs> the peanut butter, Jiffy peanut butter, Jiff, you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the peanut butter. Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach, coming up at nine thirty. More of your feedback on the way. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> can make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You can probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, let's maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. <laughs> Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Utah and BYU pick up wins. They beat a couple of bad teams. Boise State rolls over Utah State. What are your thoughts a third of the way through the college football regular season? Can you believe we're a third of the way through the regular season already? I can. They only play 12 games, so it doesn't take that long to get there. Sean says it's too early to call anyone a bad team. I disagree, Sean. Week one, we can I think start Arizona calling is a bad team. <laughs> Week one, we can start calling teams. If bad you lose teams. to NAU and you're at Arizona, you're a bad team, and your program has lost what 14, 15 games in a row. You're a bad team. Oh, they've moved past that now, haven't they? Wasn't it was 12, it was twelve? So it's sixteen now, right? Yeah. Okay. Sixteen well, but, but, straight losses. Right. 
but you're talking now. He said, it's too early. So I went back a few. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't representative of the literal streak now, but we were talking, saying, a couple of weeks ago, if it's too early now, then it was too early two weeks ago, and I disagree. It is something that you can figure out. And, you, and Washington State's not good. I mean, they got drilled by SC. Let a freshman put, put 45 on them. And you have a Utah, you only put 13 or 16, what was it? 17? 24, was but seven came from the defense yeah. on the pick six at the end of That's the game. That's what I meant. Yeah, that last one. Yeah. I'm, so not, the I'm offense, not counting that last one. Yeah, the offense got 17. 17 points. Yeah. I mean, come on. And your freshman? And freshman from your backyard. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a good look. So? <laughs> I can cheerlead all you want. That's not a good look. <laughs> I mean, he just dominated them after he got... You know, a little exposure there. And he was playing on a bum knee that now had surgery on it. That's not a good look. But the best look is 1-0. Kevin says, agree with Pat. He calls you Pat. Uh, Kevin. (laughs) That's about it. Dave says BYU will be 6-0 and when they head to Waco. Neither Boise State or Utah State impressed me. My wife does when she gets mad at me. Oh, really? Yeah. You're yeah. PK when she's in a decent mood, but yeah. Pat in a sour mood? Yeah. The 16-year-old has totally picked up on that. And sometimes she'll drop a Pat to uh, reference making, being pretending to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> but nobody, nobody in the fam ever did. <laughs> Uh, and they're going to Waco at six and zero. Now they're going to Waco for that that other thing. Ladies go to Waco, Chip to, and Joanna yeah, to do that stuff. I learned about this over the summer. My wife filled me in on this. Yeah, so they're going to Waco for the ball game, or they're going to do that other thing that women go to, which is crazy. But I I know of women and their daughters going to Waco for this thing. Have you heard of that? No, Magnolia Lane. Yeah, you haven't. No. My wife Tell me all about it. My wife filled me in over the summer. It's There's the latest. Two Chip and Joanna Gaines, apparently yeah. like major house renovation yeah. design gurus. They've made a career out of it. And, and you, go down, you have to go to Waco. Yeah. They're based out of Waco. Yes, yes, they do it. Yeah, so, so is it like Parade of Homes here? That was another thing I couldn't No, 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 no. This is, no. This is a whole other thing. Like You go down there, see all these designs, so... You have Baylor football. Right, but it's like Parade of Homes. So, like, do they have a bunch of homes there? So no. you go through and no. see all these. You just go into it's this just like place. It's design center. To do oh, that. it's a design center. Okay. Kind of deal, yeah. And females so are flocking to it. Okay, yep. that's that's the kind of thing I stay away from that, like you stay away from Broadway shows. Winners, uh, yeah. uh, they're nothing. The, the mothers and their adult daughters, they're going down there. True story. And they're spending a week in Waco. <laughs> it's a fact. Yes, I know of multiples who've done it. Move aside, Branch Davidians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing there. So Waco, forget about you, Baylor football. You fly Baylor into Houston or Dallas and drive. How does that work? Yeah. So Waco sits actually like almost center between Austin and Dallas. So you can yeah. find oh, it's between way. Austin and Dallas. It's an hour Austin and twenty from like yeah. both, I guess. And you head on over. It's the latest thing. It's a craze, man. It's crazy. That would be cool if they're 6-0 and going into Baylor. I'd love to see it. Better storylines for us. Looks like I'd love to see the Utes 
go down uh, in uh, 12 days and beat the Trojans. They're 2-0, and man. At that point, they're looking pretty good. And they got a legit shot. Because don't, I don't really know who they lose to. At the same time, if they don't get better, they could lose to three or four teams. I was going to say, they could lose to anybody. No, I can't yet, lose to anybody. They're not okay, losing to Arizona and Colorado. They won't lose to Arizona. I totally agree on that. And Colorado just really can't score. They have no so offense. If the Utes, even, I mean, 17 is a, a low number, but if the Utes get to 17, they ought to win the game. Yeah. But if you're going to turn the ball over, you can lose to anybody. That would be the thing. Is, the way you know, I look yes. at it, they're already 3-0 and in the Count in your conference. chickens before they hatch in the case of those two games. Well, they lose both of them, or either any of them, <sighs> in the, either of those games, I would be shocked. Those teams look bad. Those teams should not be winning. Yeah. And Arizona is already on its third quarterback. They're now going with the UCF kid. Not CF, SF. I always get those two confused. The kid who was there and transferred over. Uh, and they've already gone through Cruz and Plummer. Now they're down to, what's it, McLeod? Jordan McLeod. Yeah. And if they had a fourth one, he'd probably be getting loose in the bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing up in the bullpen. It's a great Jerry Colemanism from my youth. Yeah, He's so throwing up in the bullpen. Throwing, comma. Warming up. Pause. Not in the bullpen. <laughs> Don't run those together. <laughs> not a visual we need. So, and I'm not going to make a proclamation on Fish. He just needs time. How about this one? Paul Edmonds tweets at us, I'm not convinced USF is a bad team. If that's what I you am. need to do to <laughs> justify that performance, go ahead. Now, And I would put a little bit on getting a big lead and relaxing to an extent. Because even though they made a game of it to an extent, I felt like it was BYU's. They were they had it under control. Well, that's because the Bulls never had the ball with a chance to tie or go ahead. They finally got it down to eight. And that was nice. They didn't get the ball back. I was very impressed with that young quarterback, though, for them. Absolutely. I mean, no, Two no things. Question. He's got a promising future. When you tell me there's a lot of you know mobile quarterbacks slash running quarterbacks out there, two things you don't expect out of a freshman. When he starts running, his eyes are up and he's still looking downfield. He made a lot of throws. He didn't just, okay, I'm under pressure. The first or second guy's in there, so I'm taking off. There's no panic. I've seen that a million times. Yeah. No panic. Stays behind the line of scrimmage, still looking downfield for a receiver. He hit guys while scrambling multiple times. And when he does take off, not only did he run well, but he got out of bounds and avoided the yeah. hit. And that's another thing. There, you're used to being the biggest, fastest guy in high school, so you don't mind the hits and you run people over. Well, you shouldn't be doing that in college. For a freshman, wow. Yes, absolutely. Tip of the cap to him. But I'll USF, follow him from a distance just to see how good he can be in a couple yeah. years. USF is a bad team, though. And the number one reason is that's a bad defense. They've played NC State, Florida, and BYU, and in those three games they're giving up 41 points a game. They're not stopping anybody. Yeah, yeah, I got it. They are not stopping anybody. It was actually fun to see that quarterback come in here, travel all this way, yeah. to play the national powerhouse that is known as BYU. <laughs> okay, now you're just trying to rip people up. I'm not trying to... What, what am I... They won 11-12 last year, and they're 4-0. If it was Ohio State, we would say that's a powerhouse. So why would I not say the same thing for the Cougars? Because of the way you They won 15 and 16. And I'm cold. I'm trying to keep my hands okay. warm. It's now freaking I, freezing in here it all is, the time. It is super cold. It's, it's ridiculous. Today. 
I, I'm contacting the Better Business Bureau or OSHA <laughs> or something because these are unsafe conditions to be so freaking cold in here. That's why my arms are full and I'm, I need gloves. S Squirrels at Squirreling Around says, I watch those games. I'm glad to move on from last week. Three games, 30 good minutes of football. So you're talking the first half for the, the Cougars? The first half of the Cougars, yeah. And I suppose for the Utes, you could say the last uh, five to ten minutes. I mean, they, they scored two touchdowns in the last five minutes. But even when they did, it wasn't like, oh, they're playing good football. It's like, finally! How did you guys not score three or four more touchdowns along the way? Well, there was certain uh, a certain perverse pleasure in watching Utah State and Washington State move the ball in the first half, and then how are they going to screw it up? Because until Borgie went out, the Cougars were moving the ball. They were. It's just what was Guarantano going to do to screw it up? And you had the same type of thing with the Aggies. They were moving the ball, and they've they've got a fun offense. Yeah, with those receivers, and obviously Tompkins leading the way, and and Bonner, I, I give him credit. He's willing to take shots, and obviously that pass he threw at the end zone there uh, was ill advised. He kind of chucked it up, but in a sense, I'd rather have that than just conservative. To not throw an interception. They make a big deal that Jaden Daniels has not thrown many interceptions. Well, he hadn't thrown many completions either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it got into Travis Wilson's head a little bit. Don't throw interceptions. All right. And then meaning going to throw a completion. Because you can, if, if your whole goal is to not throw an interception, you can succeed at that. And so I give Bonner credit in terms of trying to make a play. I'd. I'd you don't want to die to that, and any one play probably isn't going to make the difference literally in winning and losing. So I, it was a bad throw, but I love the fact that he's trying to make a play, trying to make something happen. That's good. Brian says ugly wins are still wins. Looking forward to a fun game in Logan on Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, once you're 4-0 now, and we don't know this, but arguably you got past the, the toughest stretch. Maybe you didn't. But I don't see where BYU has a stretch of tough games. The schedule sets up. They've got big games. But, you know, every week, three or four weeks in a row. Well, as we learned, their final two games of the season have interim coaches because Georgia Southern just fired their coach. And they USC did. already is in transition. Which was shocking to me that Georgia Southern I'm did sure that. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Newsflash, I hadn't penciled in for a win before. You probably should have. Oh, they Southern could have had coaches. Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells. And it wasn't going to make a difference. Uh, so, Yeah. The fact that they are where they are adds all sorts of luster. So in that way, it doesn't really matter who they play because they're trying to build on it. Can you get to the top 10 this year? And this year is viewed as a far more legitimate season, all things considered, than last year. 
I just love the fact that BYU, as it continues to win, it shuts up all those whiners who were complaining about the schedule. I find great satisfaction in that for, for their sakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I personally don't care, but yeah, I enjoy but it, it. But but we heard so much from people, you morons, you don't realize the schedule, blah blah blah. And we're like, we do realize the schedule. I didn't realize it, but look, <laughs> I, I, I didn't figure it, it out until like to February. Oh yeah, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't occur to anyone who's yelling at us. Look at all the NFL people and what they think of all the BYU players. They're good. When you have that many NFL guys, you're no, a good team. It didn't hit me. I'd say right away. I think President's Day weekend, I had time to reflect. Oh, that's when it really after the Super Bowl. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I was so, tr- you know, can Brady do it again? The, the Marvel at his age and Giselle all and these teams Gronk. And, and I always liked Arians when he was down in Arizona. So I was really focused on my long-term fandom with the Buccaneers. So around President's Day, I sat back. I reflected. I went to the mountaintops. It was a little cold up there. Kind of like our studio. Yeah, So, but I'm used to it. That's the one thing is the studio's hardened me for 40 degrees. And then I came back down. So I think that Tuesday after I said, man, BYU really had an easy schedule. Because it hadn't dawned on me until then. All right, DJ and PK, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yak, has anybody from the top eight or nine in the rotation spoken yet? Nope, Eric Pascal just finished up, so we'll keep you updated. He's looking forward to being with a new team and getting a fresh start. His advice apparently was told to him is turn those mid-range jumpers into threes. Well, three-point field goals made. (laughs) I mean, Old Jerry Sloan. We I got, want FGMs. We got three-point takers. <laughs> we need some three-point makers. That would be interesting to see what he could do because he had that nice rookie season uh, when they were uh, just looking for guys. And then round two didn't go as well. NBA all rookie, yeah. Uh, so what do we got here? It's worth a fly. If you don't have anything, well, what really did you lose? I mean, didn't lose anything, but if you got something... You know, they can add to the team. Very intriguing, that young player. Not sure what it's all about. 4-0, hashtag BeatUSU at How About This Jazz just tweeted at us. My mom and sisters just went to Magnolia at David DJ James. It's a big thing. I told you. It's the mother and her adult children, her adult daughter, or daughters in this case. They're going down there. DJ, trust me, I t- it was like a two-hour indoctrination this yeah. summer when my wife told yeah. me about it. I've two heard hours? All about you it. had to spend two hours talking about oh, it? Oh, I was just beside Well, it's a myself. give and take, you know what I mean? <sighs> a little bit. <sighs> You're giving... You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd better react, because otherwise... <laughs> well, there are. It's just... That was it's all a, he required. It's a game we play. If you want dinner, you got to pay attention. <laughs> I think we'll leave the analogies right there for more trouble. Yak, are you blushing? Well, that was just funny. All right. DJ and PK, Yak will continue to look for rotation players. Jazz Media Day continues on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Big Show, the Big Show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
the newest member of the Utah Jazz broadcast team, Holly Rowe. I don't know everything about the team yet, but I feel like I'm dialed in as a fan would be. We have a special and unique once-in-a-generation type of player in Donovan Mitchell. I hope people understand this kid is so special. They're putting the pieces around him. Rudy Gobert, I was watching him play in the Olympics, just marveling at the way this seven-footer can move. I think they did make some good pre-agent moves. And then the other thing I'm really excited about is a lot of these kids on the Utah Jazz right now, and I say kids because I just covered their game as they're coming up in college, and I can't wait to continue showcasing what they can do moving forward. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. 66-yard field goal try for Justin Tucker. It will be the longest in NFL history if it's good. A 66-yard try. Tucker's kick is on the way. It is good! Crossbar, and it tumbles through. It is good! There's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 4.50, and you can win fabulous prizes on the big show. Getting your reaction to a weekend of college football. A little underwhelming. Now the locals did go 2-1. Well, if you're part of that too, then... If you're Utah BYU, you got the W. Utah State did not. Pellman says, just win, baby. Doesn't care what they look like. No style points. Late in the year, I'd agree with you. But early in the year... How often can you win when you fumble the ball away? Well, you fumble the ball seven times and lose three of them. And had another one. Replay helped you out there. Inconclusive. They'll let the call stand. I think you can do it against lousier competition. Right? I think they can do it against Colorado and Arizona. Obviously, you don't want to do it. But it's not going to work against UCLA. And I wouldn't think it in the South it would against it would get the Devils or the Trojans. I mean, they're good enough. Although both of them are mediocre. But they're good enough. The thing about the Devils, the Devils to me look like they've always been. They're probably going to win seven games, get an easy opponent, get on a bowl, win eight. Uh, but on any given, if they put it together... You know, like they did a couple years ago against Oregon and that shocking upset. They put it together that day, so you never know. Uh, and you don't want to tempt fate. But I don't think the Utes are going to do that again. I think that they got that out of their system. Now he'll just scream at them and, and tell them <laughs> that this is unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. So and I, they know it's unacceptable. I do think they've been that playing, cleaned up. They've been playing football long enough. They know it's unacceptable. Right. So it, in a sense, if you're going to have that, best to have it in a game that's uh, winnable, which is what exactly happened, and they won the ball game. Steven says, during that 19-play drive by USF, either BYU was playing fourth stringers, or ESPN announcers are using USF's roster in error. When USF got to first and goal, BYU reinserted those who started, and it took USF four plays to score. So they scored. They did. So four and a score. Different, but I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm not going to draw season-long conclusions off of any individual game. So I get his point. I may have uh, greater cause for concern 
if this happens or that happens, but to stretch it across the entire uh, eight games remaining, no, not going to do that. There's still two months to go in a season. Plenty of things can happen. Yeah. But I'm not going to just blow it off. Just remember, plenty of things can happen for better or for worse. So, yes, they took their foot off the gas. I do buy that. It was 28-6. They were coming nowhere near getting pressure on the quarterback. Not even remotely. Well, how many defenders up front did they have out? Clean pocket. They were down two going into the game and had two of them go down in the game. But those two did come back. That went in down in game. So at twenty eight six, knowing you're going to score more, you're feeling very comfortable. And at there's something to be said to uh, allowing the other team to eat as much clock as they did, because if they're taking ten minutes to score, well, that's how ten fewer times, minutes in the game. I was going to say, how many times yeah. can they score? Yeah, and you didn't give up the big plays. Now you didn't get off the field. You had a bunch of third and twos and third and fours and all that stuff, and you didn't get off the field. And a mobile quarterback was a problem. But as Elisa Tuiaki told us once, well, mobile quarterbacks are problems for most people. Everybody wants a 42-6 to win. Sure, I get it. But, you know, it didn't happen. And that young fellow there playing quarterback sure showed, him, showed us some stuff. At least he did for me. I found him very entertaining to watch. And I couldn't come away more impressed, especially when you factor in he's a freshman. You're not alone. And I don't know jack about him, and I'm just really, this is like the first time I'm watching. I mean, I saw the stats and all going into the game, but I hadn't seen him play at all, and I'm, I'm getting an opportunity to watch him play. Uh, so, let's give some credit to the other team, too. And the circumstances are what they are. And I just don't think you can expect these guys to play at fever pitch you know, all 12 games, every play of every, of, uh, every game. Uh, get the win. I, I feel the same way with the Utes. I was underwhelmed. But what does that underwhelmment mean in 12 days? It doesn't mean anything. Okay, but haven't we seen enough BYU football now that you're a little bit worried about them as a the second-half team? I mean, they start fast. They jump second out in half front of, of everybody. Second half or second half of the game? Second half of games. Okay. In the second half of every game, the opponent has come back to one degree or another. Now, nobody's come back to win the game. I'll take that all 12. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will. And credit to the Cougars because they start well. They've jumped out in front in every game. This is not a slow starting team. That's because they finally put in a great passing quarterback. What took you so long? They didn't start slow with the other quarterback either. I mean, they don't start slow. They're four for four with good starts. Jumping out in front of people. Yeah, but getting getting two passes to your brother. I mean, they're all brothers, but these guys are brothers. And what better opportunity than to see Mr. and Mrs. Romney 47 times? I wondered how long it would take. It took three hours. (laughs) I mean, Mrs. Romney, you know, God bless her. She's no Lisa Wilson. That was coming inevitably, (laughs) no doubt in my mind. So They seemed really quite reserved. Yes, which is what I prefer. But Lisa, you know, I can handle Lisa. She's okay in her own way because she's, she's been eccentric. I, I, know, I know people who've gone to her classes down at the treehouse for years, and they've told me about her. So now to get her national exposure. She's made me clean up the language a little bit on the Instagram. Kids are looking at this. Hey, 
She and Rory McIlroy. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but Rory apologized. He did, actually, right at the end. <laughs> it was about a, about a minute. Early on. <laughs> no, it was then, fine. Then at the end. No, sorry about that. One S word, and he's talking about himself. Yeah. Where he doesn't care about personal honors and accomplishments and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nobody even batted an eyelash when he said it. It's like, okay. I mean, come on. You you listen to rap music. All the time. Yeah. Meek Mill? Or is it Mill Meek? What is it? It's Meek Mill. (laughs) (laughs) You hear all that stuff. DJ's more of a Chance the Rapper guy, I think. I like Chance the Rapper. It's not like Chance the Grocer. Why do we need the rapper? It's just Chance the Rapper. I don't understand it. Actually, I had an intern named Chance at Channel 2 once. Right, but we're not talking about music. You know, Chance the Big League Pitcher? Where does that end? DJ, the soccer aficionado? Have we gotten any jazz rotation players yet? Or have we made it through the first hour of Jazz uh, Media Day without uh, any of the top eight or nine guys? Is Doak considered a rotation player? No, we don't know yet. Not yet. Not yet, at least. Uh, I'll text Don. He's the most recent that's gone, so there you go. We'll get Don on here. We're five players in so far. I'll give, I'll give, I don't know if Don will answer, but I'll text him. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.